What is up, y'all, and welcome into today's episode. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you are enjoying your summer. I sure am. I spent actually all of today, I'm recording this late at night, because all day today, I was floating a river, one of the most famous rivers in Texas, and just sitting and relaxing with some good friends. It was a grand old time, so I hope that, that you and yours are enjoying it as well. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We had an absolute blast. Father Anthony was here. We have a surprise guest who uh, helped invent one of the games we play here on the show, came in with some wild takes that Father Anthony and I, we have never been more aligned on the show. We went absolutely ballistic at the takes from this guy, had so much fun. We had a couple other great conversations too. I know that you'll enjoy it. And if you do, please do a couple things. Hit that like button. Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, whether you're watching on, on YouTube or any of your podcast apps, subscribe is the best thing you can do to help us out. Super easy. If you're liking the show, thanks so much and have fun. I've said enjoy like 8,000 times. So I'm trying to use the word, avoid the word. You know what I mean? Enjoy whatever. <laughs> Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Father Anthony Sharapa. You know what I was thinking about, Father Anthony? What were you thinking about? Like, I should let you introduce yourself. Like, I should be like, what's up? I'm Taylor Stroll. And I'm Father Anthony. And this is Clerically Speaking. See, never mind. That just sounds like the Clerically Speaking intro. I don't like that. What do you think? Should I keep doing it the way that I've been doing it for five years, or should I let you speak at the beginning? Interesting. You're asking my opinion, but I feel like it doesn't matter what I say. Is that you about must have right? listened to last week's episode. <laughs> 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 no, really. What do you think? So here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. There was a big change that happened for the show that actually started last week, and it was yeah. a change that kind of happened because you, you know how like sometimes you make a decision because a bunch of things happen, but you really started thinking about it because one person like implanted the thought into your head. Yeah, you incepted me. And you were like, Taylor, why are you doing all this extra work for this show to still be on the radio? Like, you y- you knew, like, the extra work that it was going to. Yeah. You I mean, I don't think you knew all the editing stuff, but, like, what drove you crazy about recording this show with me and what we had to do for the radio? Oh, yeah, because the focus on the uh, time for the segments. And it always had to be boom, 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 right on the no- right on the money. Or else you had to do all kinds of crazy editing, and it was a pain in the butt for you. Yeah, so, like, I would have to... the. the this show started as a radio show. It was primarily a radio show. Started here at our local Catholic radio station about two and a half years. This is just a recap for those of you who haven't been listening for the last <laughs> almost six years. Started yeah. as a radio show, and and it was always the podcast too, but it was like radio focused. And then I started shifting more as the podcast grew. I was like, oh, I think I'm actually getting more listeners on the podcast than I am on the radio. So I started like focusing my attention there. And then we started doing, uh, or then like. For reasons that I wasn't going to record in their studio anymore, so I started recording here at my home studio because I could right. be loud and be myself and didn't have to schedule around stuff. It just made things easier. And when I did that, you told me you were like, "Why are you still doing this?" Because like I would have like for the show to go on the radio, like everybody knows that like a, an hour show fills up an hour, and then there's like commercials and stuff, right? Yeah. Just like on the podcast, there's you know we do segment one commercial, segment two commercial commercials in the beginning and the end but i was having nobody's ever noticed i was having to get like the actual like content of the actual show had to be a total of 18 and an 18 minute segment 18 minute segment and 17 minute and 45 second segment 
So if we went over by like 2247, you could see how the math gets complicated. Now we have to do, uh, you know, four-ish minutes. It was just complicated. But um, I have been in like a breakup mood recently. Like you kind of started it and then things happen. Like there's just been a lot of like ever ever since – I mean, I made like a clean break when I started doing Forte Catholic on my own over a year ago. And a lot of stuff from my previous life just kind of lingered. And I was just, it's just been weird. It's just been a weird few weeks where I'm just like, I don't need this anymore. So I'm going to not. So now this is just uh, podcasting on YouTube now. We're not on the radio anymore. And it's very freeing. And they wouldn't let me say uh, crap and... Uh, make fun of uh, people that sponsored them. Now I can do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting back to your, your first question, the nice thing about having the co-hosts introduce themselves is that immediately you enter into a more conversational mood. So that's that would be the benefit of that. Um, but it doesn't really matter. It's all, you know, whatever. Whatever, man. The The urge that I had to just interrupt you right when you said yeah. conversation <laughs> i had to hold it back so much <laughs> this is a conversation no it's not <laughs> so, <laughs> the other thing that i was because uh, i was i was recording with allison last week and i was like i've always had to like come back from break because on the radio like people can just tune in and they don't know what they're listening to right. but on the podcast and youtube like you know what you're listening to so i yeah. have no idea like i just did normal stuff last week how am yeah. I supposed to just come back? Because I'm still going to put in the commercials. I have sponsors, too. Like I have to feed my children somehow. Yeah. So, so you people skipping through, pit, hitting 15 seconds ahead. And it didn't help and feed my kids, you jerk. It's true. Listen to my hilarious commercials. They're so yes. great. <laughs> I think I think my commercials are often funnier than the actual segments it's of the show. It's good content. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, but I don't like. I don't know what we're gonna do when we come back for the second segment. Like I'll always say, you know, welcome back to Forte Catholic, just like that. And I don't have to say that anymore. But I don't know what to say. Like, hello, we will return. We have. We will continue now. Well, you know, just let's just see how, where the spirit takes you, Taylor. This is, you know, our first steps in freedom are sometimes scary because it's new. It's different. We don't know exactly what's going on. I want to go back to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moses, there's all, there's just a lot of dirt and sand out here, and I hate sand. It's coarse and rough. It sucks. It gets everywhere. It's yeah. crappy. Mm-hmm. The two words I couldn't say. Uh, what were we going to talk about? <laughs> we're going to talk about how we compliment or don't compliment our friends. Right. So I I saw this this uh, meme on, on the interwebs, mm. and it got me thinking how true this is. So for those of you who are Marvel fans, are you frozen or are you just staring at me? Uh, you're frozen. Oh, no, you are not. definitely frozen. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent frozen. I, yeah. I I couldn't tell with with your with your comedy. I couldn't tell if you were just staring at me like this, but yeah. it was very silly. Yeah. Um, so I saw this meme, and uh, you have watched all the Marvel movies, yes? I think I've seen them all. I, the one thing I haven't seen is oh, uh, Captain Marvel. I don't think I've seen that one. Well, everything else I've seen. Good on you. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Uh, <laughs> My son and I—I I, I think I've shared this a bunch. People are tired of hearing it, but I, I've been—I've been rewatching them, and my son has been watching them for the first time, yeah. and we've been watching them together, and we're almost done. Like we're yeah. almost through the final phase. Uh, and I saw this meme that was about after after the Civil War, after all of the the uh, you know like Captain America and Iron Man kind of break off from each other because they're they're opposed. Uh, it, such, it essentially ends with like we don't agree, we have to split up. But if you ever need anything, like. I'm I'm there, right? Yeah. So, uh, essentially, this is 
af- this is after the breakup. Two quotes that these guys have. Um, Cap and Tony compliment each- complimenting each other behind their back. Captain America says, Earth just lost her best defender whenever we lose Iron Man. And then Iron Man says to Spider-Man, uh, trust me, kid, if Captain-, if Captain America, if Cap wanted to lay you out, he would have. So here are these two guys complimenting each other behind their back after like they literally fought. Like these are yeah. two uh, a superhuman being and a guy who has a super a suit that makes him superhuman. They are yeah. fighting. They broke up all of their friends over this, but they're still. But they would never say it to each, to each other's face. So they're fighting and mm-hmm. in, in but but they're complimenting each other behind their back. And I, I it just swept over me that like my entire life is. Make everybody that I'm with, I'm constantly poking fun at you and Allison yeah. and Liv. But behind your back, I am so nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> so my theory is that yeah. real men only real compliment men. Uh, real men. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get in. Uh, you know, everybody else that stirs up controversy and says real men gets a lot more views and downloads and money, as we've seen lately. That's you yelled also about true. it your podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going out on a limb and saying that real men. Only compliment their friends behind their back and never to their face. What say you? I say that is what often happens uh, with men, but it's not necessarily a healthy or good thing. Um, but, you know, give yourself some credit. You've had, like, once a year, you have an episode where you say nice things to my face on the show. So it's not like you I, never do it. I have weakness every now and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's tough because kind of that those genuine moments of um, – complimenting the other person are uh it, it requires kind of vulnerability that sometimes we're uncomfortable with um they say i actually care about you uh and that can be tough for guys to do for all kinds of cultural reasons and whatever um and we also know and we've talked about this before that when we're making fun of each other that's how we show each other that we love each other right. <laughs> you know it's kind of like i don't i don't make fun of people who i hate i am right. quiet to them i do not speak to them i ignore <laughs> them if i'm comfortable with you then i'll tease you right and so there's some of that's good. I think it's fine, but I do think it's actually very important to every once in a while make sure you say those genuine things because that really kind of strengthens the bond of friendship. That, does that be all the time? Oh, um, quit fishing for compliments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's something that guys often do, but I don't think it's necessarily a healthy thing. I think it's important to have those genuine moments where you just compliment someone to their face. They're freshly shaven and then grown beard face that brings out their blue eyes do go on (laughs) (laughs) see wait go ahead (laughs) see that's why it's tough to do (laughs) i even made a joke out of your compliment i know (laughs) but it it is i think you're right and i think i'm right I think it is such like the experience of how we actually live our lives. It's probably not for the best, mm. but at the same time, it's it's kind of like a balance thing, right? Like if I only ever make fun of you, at some right. point that's going to get old, right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you have to, like I think if you have those like touchstones of like real moments then that other stuff is fine, right? Exactly. But if yeah. you only have, like, the real moments, our our friendship would be boring and I would quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, like, different guys have different personalities, too. Um, there are some friends where we're much more comfortable, you know, kind of complimenting each other, saying nice things. Um, so it all depends on the person as well. But, yeah, I think having those touchdown moments when you have, you know, every once in a while you have a real conversation, 
that's what keeps everything grounded, you know, and keeps things from getting toxic or weird at the same time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just want to hang out and have fun and make fun of people you're comfortable with. And that's really good too. So, yeah, I have worked with some really holy people and some real, some people tr- like trying to force themselves to be holy mm. that only ever say nice things to me. And I don't like, I don't like the second half of those people. I like no. the holy people that are like genuine and like actually mean it because those people like you and I will be nice to each other and like yeah. and throw barbs at each other. The ho- actual holy people will be nice to me and call me out on my crap. Mm. The other people are only nice to me. And I'm like, you're lying. I'm not that lovable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What bothers me about that is that oftentimes that's kind of a performative holiness. Oh, 100%. It's like. I feel like I should say these things. So none of it's genuine. None of it's coming from the heart. And that lack of vulnerability or just honesty and really, to be really honest, humility, that shows uh, a lack of holiness, really. Uh, and you can tell right away because a lot of times those kind of people, it almost feels like their personality has been whitewashed. That They have this idea of what the ideal Christian is supposed to look like, sound like, say. And they negate their own personality so they can act like they think they should, quotation marks. Um Whereas genuine holiness actually brings out your personality. It's one of these ironic things about Christianity. The more you become like Christ, the more you become like yourself. You become more authentic to your own personality. So you are different. There's no cookie cutter saint. Um, It brings out our individuality. True holiness does. And that's why you can tell right away when someone's being fake like that. Because they're not being who they are. They're not being honest about where they are in the spiritual life. Yeah. I'm going back to I'm still stuck on this thing. It's so funny. You said something earlier about uh, like if you're not making fun of somebody, it's like because you're not close with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just brought back to this like ter- like a, a terrible moment in my life. Like it's it's a, a minor thing, but it's one of those like you know like core memories like that yes. I like truly remember because uh, when I was playing football, I was really good at offense and really bad at defense. Like mm-hmm. uh, no matter what side of the ball I was on, a missed tackle would happen. If I was on offense, I was creating missed tackles. If I was on defense, I was the one missing the tackle. Like, no matter yeah. what was going on. And my defensive coach, uh, he uh, he would he was just reaming me. Like, this is, like, during two-a-days. Like, you know, like, typical. Like, when you watch TV and you see Texas high school, high school football and it's 1,000 degrees and you're practicing for eight hours a day and coaches are just yelling at you constantly, like, that yeah. was – that's not fiction. Like, that's based <laughs> on reality. Uh, and I was experiencing this. And after, like, two and a half weeks – a week or a week and a half of the two weeks, yeah. like, this, my, my defensive coach, I was doing really well on offense and really bad on defense, and I'm, like, really critical of myself, and I'm, like, yeah. I'm pretty internally motivated. So I was fine just, like, why are you yelling at me so much, you know? And, like, like, first of all, I know that I'm doing this wrong. Second of all, I'm still doing better than most of the people because even though I'm really bad at it, I'm pretty athletic, so I'm doing yeah. pretty well. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me so much? Because like, he was yelling at me more than he was yelling at anybody else. Yeah. And he was, like, he, he kind of pulled me off to the side like he was going to yell at me, and he yeah. got real quiet and, like, kind of pulled my face mask, <laughs> like, right to his face. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can't kiss me. I have a face mask. It's fine. <laughs> and he was like, it's because I care. If I stop yelling at you, hmm. it means I don't care or I've given yeah. up on you. And three weeks later, 
He stopped yelling at me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That story took a turn. Oh, man. Because I, I, I was terrible at defense. I was terrible. I was terrible. I was like, why am I even here? Why, why aren't I on the other side of the ball? I'm good at that. I'm bad at this. Why are you trying to make me do this thing? And he stopped yelling at me. And it was like, it was like, and, and like, that's how I, I, like, that moment is the core memory. Just the, yeah. like, the realization, like, huh. He told me this thing, and then he did the thing, you know? Like, he tried his best, and it, we both knew it didn't work, and it just stopped. And, like, I've been thinking about that. Like, there, like I'm, 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 I'm realizing that I'm at the age that a lot of my friendships have either ended or are ending, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, like, I've been in, like, a breakup mood. Like, there's just a lot of, like, I, as I'm taking stock and I went, you know, been on vacation, so, like, my life is slower and things are going well. I'm just like, I don't need this in my life anymore. Yeah. This person, this entity, this thing that I've been doing, like I, I, I'm just trying to shed things and make my life more simple and enjoyable, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing. Like, if I get to a point in a friendship where, like, I can't be, like you were saying, like authentically and genuinely myself. Yeah. If a person is constantly saying, "To be my friend, you have to change this, this, and this, and this." Like yeah. in friendship, like if you're like we, we've had little things where it's like you're doing something that bothers me. We have the foundation and be like, look. <laughs> Can you do this, please? And then you change yeah. it. And then we're good, right? And vice yeah, versa. Yeah. But if like, if I was like, hey, I need you to stop being a priest. I need you to stop drinking whiskey and stop uh, wearing my hat. Like, <laughs> you, like, and I meant it. Like, yeah. that, like that's like ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, like there's Especially so- the whiskey thing. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I, like I'm willing to... I am willing to concede certain things to make friendships sure. work, but yeah. I'm not going to change who I am. I'm just not. Right. Um, so I've had to have moments where I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's tough, but there's a certain level of that where that's healthy. Um, and, and sometimes I think Christians can get really paranoid about this sort of thing because they think loving everybody means that you have to have a deep personal relationship with everybody. And this side of heaven, that's not possible. You know, it's okay to have different levels of friendship and still yeah, because some of these people might not be in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So ignoring that, um, but yeah, and this is this is okay that there's different levels of friendship, different levels of relationship, uh, and also the fact that sometimes uh, we need to remove ourselves from people, either for very serious reasons, you know, in the cases of abuse or something like that. or just reasons where it's like this this friendship is not really a friendship anymore. It's a burden for both of us. Right. Uh, and it's not working. And that's that is okay. Those kind of boundaries, while difficult, it's tough. Um, that's oftentimes the healthy thing to do. Yeah, for sure. I had one final thought, and your voice was so elegant and burly oh. and lovely that I oh, I, I, I forgot it with your dulcet. Oh, I really tones. appreciate that genuine moment. <laughs> It wasn't genuine. <laughs> here's the here's the last thing, and this yeah. is my favorite thing because, like, people who know me either from social media or that listen to the show or both or whatever, uh, knew that like when I said real men do this, like, um, it's yeah, is there some truth to it? But it's tongue in cheek, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. the <laughs> Maddie Marr, who's uh, become a friend of mine from Twitter, she responded saying that she had like right after I posted this. She had just said nice things about me behind my back, which was funny for two reasons. Because she she still it was days ago. She still hasn't told me the nice things yeah. she said. And 
she's a woman. <laughs> and I'm just like, this, it's, it's not a, like I think we all do right. this, right? Like, it's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think it is more stereotypically for guys, but I think it's just true for all of us. So, Maddie, you are awesome. Now, tell me what you said nice about me. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to try to get someone who you were recently met at the last time we recorded this show. Yes. We were having some technical difficulties with him, but we'll see if we can get the guy that made you upset the last time you and I recorded on the line so that you can yell at him, and then we'll play a game or something. Mm-hmm. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We've got a new sponsor, and I'm really excited to share with you that our newest sponsor is Select International Tours because the world has been closed for over a year, and it's finally opening up. The first sentence on this ad copy that I have here is France is open, which would have been an insane thing to say a year and a half ago, but three years ago or four years ago, just saying like a country is open is a weird thing to say, unless we are just exiting a global pandemic because it all made sense to you right when I said it. You know what I meant. Uh, so you can go on a tour with Select International Tours. Uh, visit the shrines and venerate the saints of France this October 14th through the 23rd, 2021. The trip also includes a luxurious... Now, here's the thing. There are lots of words in this ad copy that are French. So I'm going to pronounce it 18 different ways just so that you get the right one at some point. So this trip includes a luxurious Seine, Siena, Siena, Siena River, Siena, Siena River Cruise. I think that's right. Uh, the entire ship, ship, the entire ship has been chartered. If a ship is chartered, it's called a chip. Uh, so everybody on board will be Catholic. Uh, you can also see Normandy and the D-Day beaches. You can visit Paris, Lisieux. I have there here. They have some little flowers there, and so much more. There's also an optional extension to Lords. So visit the link forthecatholic.com/tours to see how you can get signed up. It's gonna be great. France is awesome. I mean, they're not great at wars, but they're wonderful to visit. ForteCatholic.com slash tours. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That's Father Anthony Sharapa. And his biggest nemesis over the last month is here today. Last month, if you missed it, it was probably the best show that we have recorded in a year. Uh, primarily because our, our good friend, friend of the show, J.P. Quinn, sent me a video of Father Anthony in mass saying sometimes this crap isn't even our fart and it's one of the greatest moments we've ever had in the history of the show and i only was able to do that live on the show with father anthony because jp quinn sent it to me weeks in advance so jp welcome to the show buddy glad to be here and i just want to say that I was, was trying the, to support- like you said glad to be here and you sounded as unglad as you could be <laughs> i mean i don't know what to say well that's great radio. Hey, good thing it's we're not wonderful. on the radio anymore. No, he was about to wonderful explain radio. himself. JP was about to explain himself. <laughs> I'd like you to continue that. I, I was just going to say that as I was trying to watch a, a good friend's mass, because uh, mm-hmm. we couldn't go to actual mass that week. Uh, so we're watching. Ooh, Father Anthony's masses mass. aren't actual masses. You heard it here so, first. <laughs> so I look it up. Well, it's not actual mass if you're not there, right? Right, Father? Let JP continue. <laughs> You're not going to back me up yet. And and so the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, is this actually Father Anthony? Because he just doesn't sound like himself or look like himself, as you've talked about on the show before. Uh, and so I had to text you to make sure that was him. And then by the time we got to the homily and I heard the, the crap fart 
you know, line. I was like, yeah, that, that's got to be him. <laughs> yeah, that, no that's one else what I knew. Okay, so um, first of all, uh, you've now um, sinned a- another time because you lied. <laughs> right there, you just lied. Because you said, I want to, you know, watch my friends mess. Um, friends don't snitch. <laughs> Actually, something different it- happens to those who snitch. They get stitches. And even though, you know, I have been quiet about this since I first uh, confronted you, I have not forgotten. I will not forget. So you can claim I don't think you were very to be quiet. friends. You can, <laughs> what, I, mean, I mean, there was. I was let's peel this onion back a little bit. There's no quiet it, 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 about it. Like I, like, I, I like being the arbiter in the middle of all this, but let's mm. just say uh, you're both lying. You were not quiet about it, Mr. Tony, Father Tony. I, over I, here. I brought Immediately up, after we it... finished the recording, you went into our group message and were very loud. <laughs> okay. Very First loud. of all, uh, group messages don't make a lot of sound. If they do, they go boop. I was not being loud. Um, I was simply informing JP what will happen to him <laughs> at a time I have already predetermined. Yes. Okay. There were stitches. Because because there are consequences to our actions. And we can be like, oh, this is just good radio slash podcasting fun, but there's consequences. And, and so the con- I- and here's the consequence. Yeah. The consequence and- is now that I have stirred the pot, <laughs> we're gonna play a fun game together that JP Quinn invented hmm. many, many moons ago. And it's going to be just so much fun for me to watch uh, mainly Father Anthony squirm as we try to have fun and be joyful in the midst of this game called Forte Mezzo Piano. We've only played this game thrice. We played it the first time when JP invented it and brought it and, and brought it to the show. I played it. Um, I played it like JP gifted me this game and then he got mad at me. I played it with Allison without him. And he was like, you, you have to play it with me. I'm like, I really don't like you gave it to me. It's mine now. It's a uh, Forte Catholic TM at the end of it. Uh, so, I, uh, JP was mad at me about that. You're mad about JP for something on the show, and I'm I I am the show, just like you know I am the Senate. <laughs> like so, Taylor, here I am. I stirred up all this pot, and we're gonna have a grand old time together. Taylor, unlike JP, I have no problem being professional, and so I I will have fun. <laughs> I'll have so much fun. I'll be polite to JP because I am professional like that. Because the consequences have already been predetermined, so we can put that aside for now and just have a fun time. I'm ready to start this fun game with my friend, JP. It will be very fun. Good. So Good. this game, JP has uh, has takes. Some would say hot takes. Some would say very, very cold takes. And that is what Father Anthony and I are going to describe. If if we think this is a forte take, it means that this is an awesome take, this is a great take, or this is just a, like, whoa, like, this is a crazy take, right? Mezzo is like, I really couldn't care any less. And I hate when people say could care less because if you could care less – do it uh and then piano is like this is a really bad take no one should ever hear this like a piano it has to be very quiet piano is quiet mezzo mezzo is like so so and forte is loud and good yes i am so we're gonna play the game give us our first take here mr quinn you know i didn't write it down uh of course you didn't because we've been trying to record this segment for 87 (laughs) minutes and you can't do anything right but father anthony reminded me i came up with a hot take I, I think a pretty hot take that is a very good take that I, I think at this point, Father Anthony only messes up at mass so that he'll be caught and get more attention on your show. <laughs> uh, so who's going first? <laughs> I, I, I'll go first. I'll go first so that you can, you can go. I, I'm going to say 
Say it again. Say it again. Because there's some. Other there's Anthony, some... Per, per, on purpose, throws in little mess ups into his math so that he will be caught and get more attention airtime on your show now. I'm going to say mezzo because only because of the word that you said purposely he does it subconsciously which he admitted last last month on the show that because i call him out on this and because he knows that i have little minions like jp everywhere he he knows that it's going to happen so he is messing up more because of me but he's not doing it on a purpose he's doing it subconsciously which means i can't say forte i'm gonna say mezzo I am definitely going to say Forte because the take <laughs> is that I am purposefully ruining the holy sacrifice of the mass for this podcast. If that's not a Forte take, I don't know what is. You know, I've got the people of God in front of me. I have given my life to serve them. But I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm going to I'm gonna say fart in this homily just so that Taylor will notice me. That's a Forte take and a ridiculous one at that. Yes, because I have so much clout that's <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> yeah. Very worth it. <laughs> all, all right. right, all right, back to the list. Uh, take number two. Settling for cheaper, modern, simple architecture churches is just digging Catholicism's grave even deeper. Go for it, priest. Uh, this is a um, take you hear a lot. Um I, so I'm over this argument. So I'm going to say it's a mezzo take because I have been on the internet for a long time. I've heard people say this all the time. Me as a parish priest who's been at many, many parishes already. Like I'm and that over was just the... under the one parish. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm over the whole architecture thing. Like I was hanging out with my priest friends uh, who went to school uh, in Rome and they were complaining about this church. And I, I looked around like, nah, this is fine. This is fine. Like I don't care about that anymore. Like, yes. Nice churches are nice, and I want nice churches. But we've got plenty of uh, people with shovels digging the grave for the church, and the architecture is like a spade. It's not a big one, in my opinion. So, mezzo. I'm going to say piano because I disagree with this take so much. Uh, one of my, I've said this over and over and over again, and I, it, it is one of my biggest things about, about the Catholic faith that I love is the universality and the diversity within the church. Um, and I, I've applied it to so many other things. I've never applied it to church architecture, so thank you, JP. But, like, I see people on the internet say, you know, share a picture of a church that looks like every church I've ever been in, and they're like, this is ruining the church. Uh, and I'm like, I would totally pray there. Like, that looks awesome. And then they share the Sistine Chapel. I'm like, I would totally pray there. That looks awesome. So, like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. If it's a Catholic church, I'm going to pray in it, and I don't care what it looks like. I love going to the simple churches because it, they, they all show different things. There's this simplicity in faith. And then there's this beauty and this richness in these other churches. I think they all just show different true things about our faith. Piano take. I, too, am tired of it because everyone should just have my take on the matter as well. All right. All right. That's why we play the game. Uh, take number three evangelization is a terrible focus for the church to have post-pandemic. <laughs> uh, uh, this is, this is like, so in, in music, we've never done this before. Uh, you can have where like there's piano and then there's pianissimo. And then there's like triple P, which is so quiet. This, that phrase should never be said ever again. Uh, read any of the papal documents over the last 80, 90, 100 years. 
They're literally all about evangelization. There was one catechese tridende that was about catechesis. All the rest of them. Evangelization in our time. Uh, it, 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 the joy of the gospel. Evangelii nuntiandi. Like, go share the gospel, you stupid idiots. Okay, go ahead, Father. I'm going to say this is a fortissimo take. Oh because yes. if you were to put that take on Twitter, the universe would explode because it's so insane. So I agree <laughs> with Taylor that like it shouldn't be said, but the, my crazy brain wants it to be said just so people lose their minds. Because the church is a mission. Its whole job is to evangelize always. So that take is so insane and would burn down the internet. It's a fortissimo take. Leave your fancy hey, church. Right? Leave your boxcar church. Go outside and evangelize. <laughs> Jesus. But here, here my point. Like, what are we going to bring the people back to, right? Like, yes, the faith. Jesus? We're going to bring like... them to Jesus. Ever heard of them? <laughs> <laughs> what about this little thing called the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ? Oh, maybe oh, oh or maybe the little thing called confession, where we forgive our sins. If they haven't been baptized... Oh, we don't want to make them child children of God, right? Where are we bringing them to? Listen, parishes. You don't want to clean your house before you invite people over. No, I have saying. three kids. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> all right, next one. We're done with this. All right, great. all right, great. all right. Um, and this will be one that Father will especially like too. My Having favorite. My, priests, hold on. My favorite thing about this game yeah. is that, like, it's like we. Whoever it is, me and the other host, always have varying, like, we're either like, this is great or this is terrible. Yeah. But I am 100% convinced that JP agrees with everything that he says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't a thousand percent agree with everything I say, but I, I see merits, at least, to what I feel. Okay. Speaking having of digging two, graves. Having two priests at a parish does more harm than good. If you somehow have extra priests, make them go start a parish in a high school gym or something and make community smaller. Uh, Anthony, I'm not even going to answer. I'm so mad at this question on your behalf. I'm so mad at this question because for you. Please answer. This is – this is. I'll have to go with a piano because instead of being outrageously dumb, this is just sadly dumb. There's a difference uh, because uh, a lot of parishes – have more people than the priests can tend to uh, with confessions, uh, spiritual direction, uh, masses. A lot of times you need more than one priest. Also, it's good for priests to live in community if they can, to have a brother priest to work with, to talk with, and then the priest is there. That's incredibly important. Um, and also, the church can grow without plopping more church buildings down. My diocese has literally the opposite problem where we have to close down all these churches because there's not enough people. So it's like, what, what, what? No. So all right. I, 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 I said I wasn't going to say anything, but I have now, I, I now have to say this. I agree with everything that Father Anthony said, and this is, this is the worst take of them all, actually. I was, I've been mad about almost all of them, and this is the worst one of them all. And here's why. Just from my experience, uh, I have been at churches with two priests almost my entire life, and... How can I say this? Uh, everyone likes one more than the other. <laughs> so if I was at the parish with the other one, which I have been before, it would be terrible. And it was terrible. So we need two priests, kind of like I was saying earlier, 
Not that these priests are bad, they're just not for me. So there's something about Catholicism, about the diversity and the unity. We're all united under the one parish, but I'm calling ahead of time and finding out who's saying the 11 o'clock mass. And if it's Father so-and-so, I'm going at nine. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I think that's bad for, for the church. I don't know. It's me. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, who? I, J- JP, a- on my screen, I don't know how it looks for everybody else, but on my <laughs> screen, we are in order of who should have authority on these matters. On the left <laughs> is the priest, Father Anthony Serapa. In the middle is me, the guy who's worked for the church his entire life. And then on the right is this midget hobbit who can't get his screen video camera to look up any higher, uh, who doesn't work for the church and... I don't even know what you're doing here, to be frankly honest. He's hosting an excellent game. I have to give it to him. It's, it's, I can't, Did like, we not what, say we would have fun? What What could possibly... Why am I the one next? angry? You two were supposed to be the ones that were angry. <laughs> <laughs> we got him, Father. Collusion! <laughs> Lies! And, deception! <laughs> all right, fine. Maybe one that we can all agree on. <sighs> if, if Jesus... If Jesus lived in modern times and made St. Peter the first pope today, Catholicism would die whenever Peter died. Yeah, He would oh. get cancel cultured so hard for being the guy who denies him three I, times I'm, in his previous I'm life. I'm so done with It this would show. just be so destroyed. Done. I, I am I'm so done. <laughs> I am going to try. I am speechless. Uh, there's so much that's insane with that take. Um Okay, I'm going to try to do this. Uh, it's a fortissimo take because it's just, it broke my brain. It broke my brain. Um, <laughs> so, uh, first of all, uh, uh, cancel culture. We already did a whole episode. <laughs> did we do an episode? Uh, my, I, I can't Jamie. believe this was just said on this show. <laughs> okay. You don't so, think people would have a problem with Peter becoming the Pope of they some new killed thing him happening? 2,000 years ago, they murdered him then, and we're still here. <laughs> so what are they going to do with Peter? They're gonna they're gonna get rid of his Twitter accounts. Oh, oh no. that'd be so hard for Peter. He'd be so sad. Oh, he was crucified him upside, him upside down. down. <laughs> That's a little Cancel worse. The culture was way worse two thousand years ago. All oh, they friends. They didn't have Twitter or some newspaper to spread the news oh, that that's I, what happened I'm so, to Peter. I'm so done with this. I'm so done. This is this has been amazingly entertaining, and I I haven't been this angry in. A long time. So props to you, JP. Uh, we're done. We're, we're two minutes. We're cutting this two minutes early. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I want to find one that you'll agree with. No, we're, I'm done. You, you I got can, one more that you'll agree with. Uh, okay, fine. If this is like, if this is bad, like I'm just cutting it with no outro to the segment and it's just done. Just do it. Go. It'll just go to your commercial for whatever. Yes. Okay. Outreach and welcoming committees are awkward and do more harm than good. Just teach people to be nicer instead of giving someone the job to be overtly seeking ways to be overbearingly welcoming. Why haven't you started a CatholicMatch.com account? Uh, you could do so at CatholicMatch.com slash Forte. You can do it for free. It'll be great. We went to commercial. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> that is what I noticed. We're done. That's uh, JP. That? For all of my other guests, I'm like, you can find him on the internet. He doesn't exist on the internet. You can find him in a year. Uh, when we do this segment again, because I'm finally ready to yell at him again. I tell you what, this has been, this has been old school Forte Catholic, like where I'm just yelling the whole time. So I thank you for this experience. 
you big dumb idiot. Have me on again. It'll be good times. Anthony, do you have anything to say? We're we're done with this. I I am done with this. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) We're keeping this ad short and sweet, people. Ever since I started doing ads for Catholic Match, ever since they became a sponsor on the show, people have been reaching out to me like crazy. Like, hey, I met my husband. I met my wife on Catholic Match. Hey, I just started dating somebody because of Catholic Match. They're coming out of the woodworks. So if you're a single Catholic and you haven't signed up yet, what are you doing? Support the Catholic... No, 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 don't go to that website. That website sucks. CatholicMatch.com slash Forte. You can sign up for the app for free. And also everybody that signs up over in like this two-month span that we are currently in gets input for uh, the possibility to win a free premium subscription, which means you will 100% get married. I, actually, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that plan is. It's not that guarantee, but it's better. The, ma- the, the app is great. I, I mean, it's working for so many people. You've maybe tried other things. You've maybe tried this before, but give it a go. CatholicMatch.com slash Forte. Find a love story. Find someone to love. Maybe marry them and have Catholic babies. Well, I mean, they'd be heathen babies, and then you'd get them baptized. Then they'd be Catholic babies. Parents, baptize your kids early. Okay, that's the app. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll, and I I hate saying welcome back now, and I don't know what else to say. So, you and I were talking between the break, uh, yeah. because I, bef- behind the curtain, we always talk. You never know what we're going to talk about beforehand unless I tell you something that you have to prepare, right? Yeah. Today, what the show you needed to prepare for. Yeah. So, we just, we get on the Zoom call for like 10, 15 minutes, talk it through, and then we hit record, we start the first segment. Well, yeah. I was so excited about what I had planned for this third segment. I'm exhausted. From that last segment, J- J- I am exhausted from JP, and where like it kind of took the wind out of my sails because it, I, I feel like I used all of my good podcasting in the last eighteen minutes. It was an act of um, mental terrorism, is what he did. Uh, <laughs> it was um, abusive. It was uh, painful, um, and yeah, I, I think we are both psychologically damaged permanently because of his opinions, which he like. He had a chance to save himself and just say, I'm just coming up with hot takes, right? Uh, but he kept saying that, like, he he sees merit to the things he said. And um, all jokes aside, you know, I love JP, but now I'm really worried about him. You know, I'm really worried about him. I'm going to say a novena for him. I'm going to fast and pray for him because um, there's a sickness there. And um, it's not good. It's not good. For those of you that don't know, don't remember from JP's many appearances on this show, he is literally a rocket scientist. Not a joke. Yeah. Like he's he's literally a rocket scientist. And I I would never in my life say what I'm about to say, but I am saying it today. I am smarter than a rocket scientist. That was <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable how crazy that man is. Okay, so this is what we had planned on. I was sitting in mass, uh, and again, I know this is dated, but you know. I have experiences and I want to talk about them. I only get an hour a week. <laughs> so it's cool. like it's like I'm in uh, solitary confinement and I only get my hour of rec time outside. This is it. So, <laughs> hello, world. <laughs> um, but on Corpus Christi, during the uh, procession that I talked about at the end of, of last week's show that I really enjoyed, one of the things that we were singing was Pange Lingua. And... I've been leading worship my whole life. I've been in the church my whole life. I've heard the punch. I, I've, I've maybe only heard it like three times. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a song that I hear. 
and it's a adoration song, like a really popular adoration song. I've only heard it like three times. So all the older people in the congregation are just like belting it out. Now that's yeah. usually me. Like I'm the musician in the group. I I've sang <laughs> for I don't know, like. Probably a th- like we're probably getting close to a thousand masses if I haven't hit it already. Like yeah. I've sung for a lot of church stuff and don't know the Panje lingua. So I I thought I had this like big brain take and then I did some show prep and I realized how dumb I was. So here was what I was thinking we were going to talk about originally was uh, I know like the other typical Latin uh, song that most people know, even people like me who don't go to Latin mass, didn't grow up with that. But we know the Tantumergo. Tantumergo Sacramentum Vene. And I remember being a kid and hearing that and being like, what is happening? Yeah, like, yeah. Is this the speaking in tongues I was told about? Like, I was very confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and then when I was in high school, Matt Marr, Catholic musician, did a version of that song in English so that you could sing it both ways. And how it's been used in most, in most church circles I've been a, a part of is like every other time. It's the same tune, but it's in Latin English. So it's Tantum Ergo Sacramentum. Uh, and I just thought of the uh, the ABCs. Yes. Good, yes. good callback. Um, but I know it helped me when I was singing it in Latin because I knew the English, right? So I knew that when I was saying Tantum Ergo Sacramentum, Vene uh, Remo Chenui, it was down in adoration following this great sacrament we heal, or at least you know it's a loose translation. Yeah, the right? gist. Yeah. Um, so it helped me when I was when I was praying Latin, but I haven't been around the Pange Lingua. So here I am. I'm like, why why do we only sing the Pange Lingua in Latin, but we 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 don't, but we sing the Tantumergo in Latin and English? And then I went to look it up. Had zero idea until right before we recorded the show. It's the same song. The Tantumergo is just like verses seven and eight of this, I don't know, 12, 13 verse song called the Pache Lingua. Did you know all of this? Like, am I that obtuse? No, I knew all that. Yeah, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas wrote it when he was putting together the first liturgy for um, the uh, for Corpus Christi. Uh, yeah, so you can do um, Tantumergo Sacramentum. So yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what you were saying. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so I had no idea. I had no idea. So I was like, well, I was like, I want to look up what I'm saying, and then I saw the words Tantu America, and I'm like, crap. I, I should have known this. But so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through this, uh, mostly for my benefit. But maybe, maybe there are some people like me listening to the show that have heard the Panje Lingua. Maybe you've heard it a bunch. Maybe you've heard it a few times. Maybe you've never heard it at all. But the next time you hear it, you will at least have some idea of what you are saying because we will have gone through it in English today. You ready nice. for this? I, Love well, it. I, I, my first question is, you know it very well. Do you know, other than the Tantumergo part, do you know what the English, like what, what it means in English? Like Panje Lingua? Oh, ooh, uh, Panje Lingua. It's, it's probably starting out with bread. Uh, so no, like you don't know it, like you couldn't like say it, like like we can no, say no, 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 like we we can say down yeah. in adoration following this great sacrament we hail over. Like no, we can say I that. don't know. Okay, so this is good for everybody. This is good for people like me who barely know the song at all, and people like you who uh, think I'm an idiot because I'm just learning all of this. So, I don't think you're an idiot. I think a lot of people. <laughs> yes, you are... do. Maybe not for okay, this. Okay, <laughs> correct that. Correct that. Yes, yes, yes. Fair. Good. All right. Sing my tongue the Savior's glory. Of his flesh, the mystery sing of the blood, all price exceeding shed by our immortal king. Now, right. I mean, that's already just like an awesome line, right? 
Mm-hmm. Shed by our immortal king. Uh, destined for the world's redemption from a noble womb to spring. So you hadn't heard any of that? I'm sure I've looked over it before. Um, there's a really good translation of that by this guy, uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins, who does a really beautiful English translation of it. Uh, but no, it's not like off the top of my head. I don't know. Well, this, this translation is by Bill Wikipedia. Have you heard of him? Ah, <laughs> also a great translator. <laughs> um, of a pure and spotless virgin, born for us on earth below, he is man with man conversing. What a line! So let's see what line that is up here. Et, et in mundo conversatus sparso verbi semine. That's around there. Yeah, no, no, that was, I think that was right. So somewhere around that line. What a line. And it's capitalized. For those, I'm reading it, you can't see it. But he as capital man with lowercase man conversing. Yeah, you know, the one thing about this is that keeping in mind that Thomas Aquinas wrote this. And a lot of times we think of him as this very heady, book smart. I think you mean heavy. Uh, He was both. (laughs) (laughs) He was definitely both. Right. And, uh, but the poetry he writes is beautiful and you see like a deep spiritual uh side to him and the one thing that like i think a lot of people forget thomas aquinas was a mystic too not just a very smart guy and and it comes through in his poetry so uh i learned about thomas aquinas that he when he was doing his writing he would go into the adoration chapel and just like hug up against the tabernacle Mm -hmm. uh to get smarter yeah. Very frowned upon. I tried that once and got kicked <laughs> out of the chapel. That you, that's why you got to get your own chapel like I do. I can do that all the time. <laughs> it doesn't work as well for me. I'm not smarter, but, you know, it's worth I, a shot. I'm coming up to see you in a few weeks. I'm going to go hug you, Jesus. <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> uh, but, I, I, like, so even, like, that line by itself is cool, but it's, like, I, I the things that I've been captured with, the immortal king. Yeah. Like as a title is awesome. Like we should be using that title of Jesus much more often. Mm-hmm. But that that the immortal king converses with man, like mm-hmm. oh so good. Uh, then he closed in solemn order, wond- wondrously his life of woe. Uh, on the night of the Last Supper, seated with his chosen band, hilarious. Thinking about <laughs> they're a big band. There's thirteen of them. <laughs> Who plays what <laughs> instrument? <laughs> Uh, St. Peter definitely plays the tuba. I don't know why, but that's why I feel <laughs> he plays boom, the tuba. Boom, <laughs> yeah, boom, exactly. Boom, boom, and St. John boom, plays boom. the flute. I don't know why, but this is just what I feel. Yeah. Uh, you can play the fl- flute while laying upon your Lord's breast. So that, And that then uh, Judas plays the triangle. Oh. Oh, what's the worst? It's kazoo. He plays the kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to Kyle Hyman. <laughs> I bet no one else. Um Oh, man, his chosen band. That should be a segment all on its own, but we're going to keep going with the prayer thing so that we can be holy for once. Okay. Uh, he, the Paschal victim eating, uh, first fulfills the law's command. Uh, <laughs> so that's the line. You and I talked about some like weird theology stuff in our text thread earlier, but the Paschal victim eating, <laughs> like, yeah, I know that we eat Jesus, but like pairing these, we're eating a victim of a crime. <laughs> that's really strange. <laughs> yeah. And this is actually, I get geeked up about this because I am a liturgy major. Uh, not liturgy major. Um, You're an English major. And you English can't major. say yeah. sentences. <laughs> I, uh, I, I studied words for four years and I'm good at them. Um, but like you see, like there's so much seeming dichotomy, so much tension, so much, um, what's the word? Paradox. Thank you. Jeez. Uh, paradox in that. And that's fun to play with in poetry. So you've got the immortal king whose blood was shed. You have him fulfilling the law. 
uh, and inaugurating the new one. You are eating this victim. It's like all these beautiful paradoxes, and we're just celebrating them in song. And that's great. I love it. Like love like it. Jesus being his own dad. No, that's not how the Trinity works, buddy. God the Father was God, talking okay. to Mary, and the no. Holy Spirit came upon Mary, and Jesus was born. Jesus is God, and therefore, no, therefore, no, that's really, that's th- really bad theology. Therefore, <laughs> Jesus is his own dad. No, it's, I'm not going to get into this because it's a whole separate podcast. The answer is no. I'm right. Jesus is not his own dad. I'm right. No, no, you're not. <laughs> that is food to all his brethren, gives himself with his own hand. Word mm-hmm. made flesh. I, I've never seen word made flesh like hyphenated. It's all one word. Oh. The word made flesh. <laughs> the bread of nature, by his word to flesh he turns. Wine into his blood he changes that through sense no change discerns. Oh, mm. that's good that that's in there. Like transubstantiation. Yeah. Didn't didn't he come up with transubstantiation? Uh, did he come up with it? I think he did. And then he put it in a it's poem. It's around that time. Yeah. He put it yeah, in a so poem. He's... Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, only be the heart in earnest, faith her lesson quickly learns. And then we get to the part that we all know down in adoration following. We're going to skip that part because most of you know that. If you don't know the Tons American English, listen to a different podcast. Um. <laughs> also, it's probably in your hymnal line. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You yeah. Just, they usually have the English translation rendered. Uh, tell tongue the mystery. <laughs> I like telling your tongue uh. to say something <laughs> yeah. while you, you have to use your tongue to tell your tongue to say something. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> tell tongue the mystery of the glorious body and of the precious blood. I thought we were talking about me for a second until it said precious blood. Uh, mm. which, <laughs> which for the prince of the world, the fruit of a noble womb, uh, the king of nations poured forth. Mm-hmm. G- given to us, born for us from the untouched version. I mean, I'm sure she was touched. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously not what it means, Taylor. <laughs> That's like Jesus. I'm sure she shook hands with somebody. <laughs> she, well, no, a pounded. Mary is a pounded person. Um, untouched, like G- Jesus turning around, who touched me? It's because yeah. his entire family was the untouchables. Like, it was like a family pact they made that they this weren't going to so be touched. Dumb. So when Jesus was like, who touched me? They're like, Jesus, everyone did. It's like, no, there was power. He just, like, me. flew out of the womb into the manger, <laughs> and we're like, no, no touching, no touching. <laughs> no touching. <laughs> Very carefully swaddling him. <laughs> Jesus, the dead terrorist, instead of Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Uh, uh, isn't it fun not being on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I feel so free. It is a little bit fun, uh, I'm not going to lie. Given to us, born for the untouched version, and dwelt in the world after the seed of the word had been scattered. His inhabiting ended the delays with wonderful order. The delays is interesting. Like all of the Old Testament. What do you think What do you think that line means? His inhabiting ended the delays with wonderful order. Uh, say that again, because that's really... Yeah, this is this is something. Uh, he dwelt in the world after the seed of the word had been scattered. His inha- his inhabiting ended the delays with wonderful order. Okay, so there's a few things going on there. So uh, we believe that uh, the world is made through the word. So Christ is like, in a sense, the creator. Um, and so it's there. And the idea is that the world is prepared for him. And now he finally enters into his own creation. And that time of waiting is that delay, and it's ended. And the disorder from Adam and Eve is now brought to a glorious order. Yeah, like, th- I, I never thought of it, like, the, the Old Testament 
being delays. You know, like this. Pro- we've talked about this part a dozen times before, but like yeah. that he promised in Genesis chapter three that he's going to send a savior, and then yeah. it was just delayed, like like he was at in a long layover or something. I just never thought about it that way. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the night of the Last Supper. This is a long song, golly. On the night of the Last Supper, reclining with his brethren, once the law had been fully observed with the prescribed foods, as the food of the of the crowd of twelve, he gives himself with his hands. The word of flesh makes true blood into flesh by by a by a word. That's cool. Uh, and the wine becomes the blood of Christ. And if sense is deficient to strengthen a sincere heart, faith alone suffices. Boom. What do you think of that? And if sense is deficient to strengthen a sincere heart, faith alone suffices. Yeah. I mean, to believe in the Eucharist, you have to have faith. Like none of your senses, like normally our senses tell us what a thing is. You know, I have a cup. It looks like a cup. It it works like a cup. It's probably a cup. The one exception to this rule is the Eucharist, because what it is in its essence, its real meaning is different from its accidents, where it sh- which is uh, how it appears. And that's something that you can only know by faith. If Christ didn't tell us that, there's no way we could figure that out. Right, yeah. <laughs> They're just like, no way. There's no way. Only so, JP would be like, you know what? I think this bread is the body of Christ. What do you guys yeah, think about that? Exactly. <laughs> that would be on par with the craziness. Because uh, it is. It's uh, it's a miracle. So it requires faith. I, um, I like that Thomas Aquinas, years before Martin Luther, faith alone is ours, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used it before. I, I like that. The faith alone suffices. Not, you know, this isn't the faith and works thing that Martin Luther was talking no, about. No, but yeah, like yeah. that, I've, I've done that so many times where I go up to receive the Eucharist and I'm like, I, I'm not sure if I intellectually believe this today. You know, like, oh, it really looks like bread. That really looks like wine. But I believe it on faith. I think that's really yeah. cool. All right, we've got two, two stanzas left. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the great sacrament, let us reverence prostrate. Not the mm-hmm. other word. And let yes. the old covenant give way to a new right. Oh, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a video game we play. It's real. It's the thing yeah. that we actually worship and celebrate. Let yeah. faith stand forth as substitute for defect to the senses. To the begetter and the begotten. Now, who's who's who? <laughs> They're father and son. Begetter is the father. Begotten is son. But Jesus is both. <laughs> no, no. See? <laughs> Aquinas literally is like, no, they're different. That's like. Okay, anyway, continue. They're both in the B family. Um, <laughs> be praise and jubilation. I like, we have begetter, begotten, and be praise. But that one's two yeah. words. Um, nice. Greeting, honor, strength, and, and blessing to the one who proceeds from both. Be equal p- praise. Amen. Hallelujah. What a, I mean, just, we never do this on the show. And that is a beautiful prayer. Like the yeah. actual prayer on the Fort Together podcast. So you'll never know. We're unleashed. We've got some crazy stuff going down. I'm throwing out some wild theories myself. And we've got prayer. This is the new Forte Catholic Podcast, everyone. It's great. I love it. I'm looking forward to the future. Well, that makes two of us. So uh, that is our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's one of my favorite jokes, saying something that we'll agree with in a tone that makes it seem like I'm disagreeing. Uh, it's yeah. it's just tremendous. I learned it from some of the greats. Uh that's our show for today. You can find Father Anthony in Pittsburgh, where I will also be in a couple of weeks, celebrating your yeah. five-year anniversary to the priesthood. <laughs> uh, you can find Forte Catholic on the internet. Google it. What do I care? I'll be back next week. See ya! <laughs> Well, I don't need ad copy for this one, so I just 
fake through throwing my iPad and you couldn't see it because my hand wasn't in the camera. That was pointless. Thanks for watching today's show or listening on your podcast app. I hope that you enjoyed it. We did it. Remember at the beginning when I said enjoy 8,000 times and now it's in my head and I can't get it out because, I mean, it was an hour ago for you, but it was just like three minutes ago for me because I record all the commercials at the end because why not? Uh, I don't the co-host just get in the way. I got to do it myself. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Share this with somebody. I mean, you made it all this way. You enjoyed this. And you can think, you can stop and think for one second and be like, you know who else would like this? My friend Timmy. And if you have a friend named Timmy, send it to him just because I said that. If you have a friend of any other name, send it to send this to them because you enjoyed it. But mostly I just want more Timmy listeners. See you next week. <laughs>